Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. The SMU Analytics for Business, Consumer and Social Insight Area of Excellence explores practical and smarter ways to make sense of data at scale and to leverage data analytics for improved decision-making, planning and resource allocation. There is a new trend of using mobile devices to obtain deep data about offline or physical world human activities. By analyzing these information, organizations can gain insights into consumer habits, boost operational efficiency, and improve decision-making. Associate Professor Rajesh Balan from SMU's School of Information Systems conducts research on mobile computing. He is also the co-director at the SMU Live Lab's Urban Lifestyle Innovation Platform, a city-scale research testbed with progressive technologies for companies to run large-scale consumer behavioral trials and experiment with novel mobile services on real people in real environments. Professor, what attracted you to undertake research into mobile computing? Many years ago when I started as a graduate student, phones were not existent. I mean, everybody had very large, clunky, huge phones. I mean, they were called handphones for a reason. But it became apparent that this was where computing was going to go. You know, everything was going to get smaller, everything was going to move to the person. And it was very exciting. I mean, how you basically went from everybody owning a machine on a desktop to carrying your computer with you. Which means now you actually had a chance to give services and applications that people could actually use anywhere and everywhere. It was a very exciting time and I definitely saw it as something I wanted to be part of. And it's proved to be true 20 years later. Most people can't live without their phones. You know, The phone is them, and they use a lot of services and applications everywhere. So it was a very good decision. You are involved in a number of research projects at SMU Live Labs using different mobile technologies. One of these is about detecting the location of free tables and chairs in the library. Can you tell us more? This, this is a very interesting project. It came because... Uh, my lab, Live Labs, actually has technology that's being deployed in the library. So I was talking with the librarian, Gulchin, and was asking her what her problems were. And she said one of the biggest problems is during exam periods, there's a lot of tables that are free but not actually free because there's books and stuff there and people are no longer around. So she said, okay, can you guys put your heads together and think of a way to detect which tables and chairs are actually free? And it has to be cheap, it has to be reliable, and it should not invade people's privacy. So we couldn't do cameras because cameras are a way to privacy uh, invasion, right? So what we put our heads together and we said, okay, fine, can we put something under the table that can detect if there's something above the table? So I talked to my grad student and he came out with a very innovative idea of just putting a piece of metal fall. So we use an effect called uh, the inductive effect caused by capacitance, which basically means that if two conductors come close to each other, a charge is formed on the other one. It's uh, A-level physics, effectively. And it's the same principle that uses the touchscreen that your touchscreen on your phone actually uses. So we did that. We placed a piece of metal under the table. And using that, we can actually detect objects above the table. And with this system, we then built an uh, entire end-to-end -end application that detects, you know, it detects four things. It detects if the place is empty, if a human is sitting there, if a laptop is there, or some other object is there. And it can differentiate all of them with quite good accuracy. So right now, we are doing 
better version of it that is more sensitive and we're also doing a larger deployment library. We've actually deployed this in level four across our entire area and the results have been pretty promising. If it goes well, we'll deploy this library-wide fairly soon. And this will allow students to know immediately which tables and chairs are free. And we might even deploy this in a food court to allow people to know which tables are free and which tables need to be cleaned. Another of your research projects is peer-to-peer -peer mobile gaming that allows trained commuters to play games with each other without using data networks. Could you elaborate on this project and also share how this could benefit an individual or the society? This was another of those problems that came out of real needs. So I regularly ask students, my grad students, undergrads, etc., what is the problem that you would like us to solve? And many of them tell us about their commute times. Now, granted, Singapore commute times are not as crazy as other parts of Asia. I mean, most people here commute maybe an hour each way versus, say, one, two hours just one direction in other parts of Asia. But spending an hour on a bus or a train is still a lot of time that you could use to do other things. So what do people do right now? Well, they watch videos, they surf the net, etc. But people like to be engaged, and there's lots of other equally bored people on the same train and bus. So I was thinking, is it possible to allow those people on the same bus and train to play a game among themselves? without requiring access to LTE, because LTE, as you know, is expensive and it's also not that available on trains and buses. So we thought about it and we said, yes, we could. We can do local uh, discovery, as in discover players nearby, and then we can use point-to-point -point network protocol, something called Wi-Fi Direct, in particular in this case, or even Bluetooth, although Bluetooth has worse properties. So using Wi-Fi Direct, we can connect people together in local networks where they can play with each other without using the LTE network. And we created a proof of concept using three off-the-shelf commercial games. And it worked pretty well. Even in uh, crowded buses and trains, we could connect people within one or two train carriages away. And they're all playing the same game, and they don't even need to know who they're playing against. It's completely anonymous. So you just pull out your game, you launch it, and somebody will connect with you, and you start playing. So it turned out to be pretty interesting. We haven't deployed this fully yet because there are some deployment issues, but it is a very interesting concept that we have shown to people and some of them are quite interested. You have this concept of a smart citizen who is able to leverage mobile connectivity to play a much bigger role in the welfare and upkeep of their environment. Can you share more about this idea? This is one of those projects that's ongoing. It's, we've just barely started doing this. This is the idea where people in the environment can be used as sensors, and more importantly, they can be used as actuators to actually do things for the common good. For example, at SMU, we've done a trial called uh, Tasker, where we actually ask students to tell us the status of the bathrooms or whether a vending machine is full or whether the uh, clinic is empty, etc. And we pay them like a small amount of money for this. But thinking bigger, when we go global scale in Singapore, how can we get, say, people to provide uh, lifts or provide like uh, help to cross a road for elderly who need that help? How do we allow people who are at NTUC to shop for other people? You know, right now there's commercial services, but they are harder than it is to set up for people who actually need them, like the elderly or the disabled. How do we allow people, how do we allow municipal services to understand whether the toilets are clean in public areas or whether the trash cans are full? There are a lot of people that pass by these events and areas every day. If we could even tap into a small fraction of these, we could get much better public awareness of what the situation is in the environment. And then the municipal services or public health care or you know, uh, non-governmental organizations dealing with the elderly, etc., can leverage these services to provide better value and better service for people who need it. 
What are your research plans in the near future? In the future, I mean, as part of LifeLabs, we actually see ourselves playing a big role in the Smart Nation uh, initiative that the government is rolling out. Our key strengths are actually in figuring out what people are doing and then using that to build analytics of what's going on in, the, in any given environment, indoors or outdoors, and then using those insights to do things that will actually help each individual in that environment. For example, using our technology right now, we can do space planning for the library, etc., and use that to help students un- understand where to go to find free tables, free chairs. So in some ways, it's basically how do we roll out these technologies in a larger way so that when we become, in the next five, ten years, if we go to any public housing estate, for example, we'll immediately know where the free car park spots, you know, which shop supermarkets are free, which aisles are free, you know, how, what is the queue at various places, which toilets are clean, all those sort of things that we would like to have right now, but it's really, really hard. And it starts with very simple technologies. The key challenges are how do we make them robust, how do we make them reliable, how do we get them rolled out in a way that people can accept them, as in they don't feel like Big Brother is watching them. I mean, one key goal in all our research is that there is a, a public good that's coming back to the individual. So even though you're donating your data, you are not being tracked, and at the end of the day, you get service out of it, service that you actually would like to have. So it has to be a win-win for everyone. And that's part of where I see this going, you know, turning the whole island into a smart sensor where if you want qu- questions answered for anything of relevance to you, you can find ways to get it answered versus having to go and look for it yourself right now. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.